From the headquarters of the National Association of Mutual Insurance Companies in Indianapolis, this is NAMIC's Insurance Uncovered, the first property casualty insurance podcast offering perspective and insight on the top issues facing industry professionals. I'm your host, Kathy Imus, Vice President of Public Affairs here at NAMIC. Today, we're uncovering blockchain. You may have heard about it, but there's still a lot of confusion surrounding this new technology and how it benefits insurers, why your company may want to jump on board after hearing about its potential. And don't panic, it's just cybersecurity. NAMIC President and CEO Chuck Chamnis talks with the head of NAMICO about steps the insurance company is taking to keep its data secure. Plus, finding the needle in the haystack. There's an easy way to sort through the flood of compliance information, how your company can determine which tools to trust. Blockchain technology carries enormous potential to change the property casualty insurance industry. NAMIC recently issued a white paper to guide companies as they explore these possibilities. NAMIC's financial regulation manager, Jonathan Rogers, authored the paper to show insurers how blockchain could provide more security and efficiency in systems that are already in place. Probably a few examples might, might help uh, illustrate how, how it can work for insurance companies. And, and I always talk about a couple. One is, is probably the claims management. That's probably the easiest one for people to kind of wrap their head around. And so if you can imagine using uh, what are called smart contracts to automate the claims process. So if, if you've got uh, an accident, you know, uh, at the moment of an accident, a claim has, has, the claim process has begun. So if you can imagine automatically as an insurance company being able to verify that there is coverage at, at the moment of the, the accident, uh, determine if there is payment that needs to be required, and then if so, pay the policyholder. Um, by the use of smart contracts, uh, which is basically programmable code that you put on the blockchain, uh, this process can be automated. Uh, so it works as if you're putting the, the, the code on the blockchain. Uh, so, you know, if you think about like a, a smart contract as a, an if-then statement, you know, if this, if a, you know, this happens, then, then we'll pay this out. Uh, that's essentially what a smart contract is. You, you put that out on the blockchain, um, and then all the counterparties that need to know about this, you know, as soon as that claim process happens, are, you know, the, 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 the predefined rules that are part of that smart contract triggers these automated payments or, or if, it, if it's, uh, you know, a claim is not uh, established, then it wouldn't. Um, so the cost savings here are, are pretty, uh, pretty big. Again, that was NAMIC's Jonathan Rogers. Support for blockchain in the insurance industry is growing. And going forward, NAMIC plans to continue hosting events and webinars to educate members about the benefits and challenges to overcome as blockchain becomes an accepted form of technology. To read more, head to NAMIC.org and click on Public Policy Papers under News and Media. Blockchain isn't the only disruptor insurers are facing. Half of all insurers claim they are in transformation mode, responding to new demands in the digital connected world. InsureTech, which includes emerging technologies such as automated vehicles and artificial intelligence, are all forces driving industry change. Mark Bredding from Strategy Meets Action tells us what these trends and forces mean for the mutual environment. It's a seismic shift um, because as an industry, you know, we've been, we've been built on this actuarial foundation. We look at historical data um, and we understand how to 
how to assess that, how to, you know, to underwrite and price um, risk. Um, and now all of a sudden we've got real-time data coming in, uh, data where we, uh, opportunities to influence behavior um, from the information we're getting from, uh, you know, that, um, that sensor that's sitting next to the sump pump, um, you know, or the wearable that's on the construction worker's uh, uh, arm or whatever, whatever it might be. So it's going to be a new era, and it certainly will, will be in for a transition over time. But, but the whole risk landscape, the way we think about risk and help customers to manage risk is going to change. This webinar was the first of NAMIC's newest webinar series called InsureTech and Innovation. From now through October, more than 30 hour-long virtual events will be available to you. We'll feature some excerpts here on the podcast, but be sure to register online at NAMIC.org to join in on this popular series. Each episode of Insurance Uncovered will feature NAMIC President and CEO Chuck Chamness talking with insurance experts about issues affecting the industry. These candid conversations are part of a segment we call Unscripted. And on today's Unscripted, Chuck sits down with Namico President and CEO Tim Sullivan to discuss how the company is deciphering the new cybersecurity regulations and what your company can do to ease through the unfamiliar process. Well, Namico, even though it's a relatively small company, has to deal with cybersecurity. Uh, every insurance company, it seems, has to deal with cybersecurity today. Uh, we know it's a big issue for our members. It's an area where we've worked as their you know, policy advocates in states, at the federal level, at the NEIC. So I think cyber is really going to be our discussion topic today. Uh, it's been a year since New York's cybersecurity regulation went into effect. That was March of 2017, and a lot's happened since then. So, you know, we know it covers not just insurance, but all uh, financial services entities. And it's really um, been a bit of a challenge for many of our members, and, and I know that Namico has uh, specifically been working on its own with the uh, New York cyber regs and, you know, cyber security uh, specifically. So I guess I'd start there, which is, you know, can you give me a sense of what uh, your experience has been at Namico in relation to compliance uh, with respect to the New York reg in the first year? Sure. The first thing was to identify what parts of the regulation applied to NAMIC Insurance Company, Namico, but also the NAMIC Insurance Agency. We are a team when it comes to providing this coverage to the NAMIC membership. So it didn't do for just Namico to be compliant. We also had to make certain that the agency was compliant. So our first steps were simply, and this sounds kind of basic, but it is the critical first step, read the regulation. Make sure what applies to you and what doesn't. In our case, particularly with the agency, most of the regulation did not apply because of the low volume written through the agency in the state of New York. For Namico, then, the next step was what applies. And, of course, the requirement there is a little broader uh, for the company as the holder of the data. And so we've spent an awful lot of time figuring out what would be required, what does that really mean on a practical basis, and writing down for ourselves and researching what are we already doing, because you find you're already doing a lot of these things, you just maybe don't have a coherent policy put together internally. So taking the things you're already doing, converting them into a written policy, 
having that policy in front of everybody so we're all aware of what it is we're doing and what we need to do. Well, you talk about reading it to begin. I, I remember I read it when it first came out. It's like 15 pages. I was glad that I didn't have to figure out a compliance scheme to deal with it. Uh, so what have you had to do to meet the requirements of it? Well, again, the biggest thing we had to do to start was to figure out what we were already doing. And it turned out what we were already doing complied with a significant amount of the regulation, at least through that first uh, certification that was required in September of 2017. So we put those policies and procedures together, knew what we were doing, made our certification to the state of New York. What we are working on now is the March 1st certification, and that requires the plans for the uh, testing, um, the uh, data security process, how are we securing our data, what data are we securing, and again, the all-popular testing on uh, essentially we're going to pay someone to hack us. Mm -hmm. and uh, Penetration testing. Penetration testing, thank you. We're going to pay someone to do their level best to penetrate our security. It's a controlled test, though only a few people, essentially the IT vice president, who is also our chief information security officer, our CISO, uh, he will be the only person knows when it's happening. The rest of us are there to react according to our policies, and then we'll move forward from there with how did we do and what do we need to do better. So far, uh, what would you say are the most challenging aspects of the process that uh, the new reg is required? Well, having a CISO, uh, a chief information security officer, required our uh, IT guy to go get a lot of training and to pick up that certification. So he did that. Uh, it was not an easy uh, course for him to complete, and he has substantial experience in IT. So that was our first big one. Uh, the second big one is turning out to be, frankly, uh, budgetary. This is not inexpensive, uh, particularly this uh, penetration testing and bringing in the folks to set this up and to set up some of the security protocols and those things. Uh, Namico is not that large a company. As we said, the total program is only about $15.5 million. Namico's net's a little over $5 million of that in retained premium, and we will be well into six figures by the time we are finished with this stage of the consultants. Wow. And we start with the advantage of having Brian Stanek as our vice president of IT, a very experienced programmer, built the system and knows every corner of it uh, that we use today. So... I can imagine what a challenge it would be if we didn't have an asset like that to at least start with. We would be facing a lot more expense and a lot more consultants coming through our door. Wow. And speaking of Brian, you know, how difficult was it to make him a CISO, uh, Chief Information Security Officer, get him certified? And if we didn't have Brian, the person on our team, how would we address that challenge? Well, as to the, la the last part of that, we would have to retain a uh, CISO for hire, basically. We would find a consultant to come in and be our chief information security officer. With Brian already on the staff, uh, I guess part of me says it was really easy for me. I just signed a document that said Brian's the CISO. But for Brian, it was uh, a pretty extensive testing. He attended a three-day conference. He had a pile of books about nine inches tall that he had to work his way through. He had some uh, pretty serious testing uh, to get through all of this, online testing. Brian, even with all his experience and his uh, existing designations, 
this was work for Brian. This was not easy for Brian. And uh, Brian, of course, came through it all, but uh, it was a lot of work for Brian. Hmm. So we have a lot of members in New York. We have a lot of member companies that are licensed to do business in New York. And we know that these regs are also um, you know, being uh, propagated throughout the uh, insurance regulatory scheme. And so sooner rather than later, most of our members will be required to take similar or identical steps. Um, what lessons have you learned you can pass on to our NAMIC member companies? Uh, you might focus particularly on smaller companies. Rule number one, don't panic. Everyone is going to be, I, I assume at some point, everyone is going to be in the same boat. Uh, we don't know whether it will be required of all the farm mutuals. We're moving ahead with the expectation that it will be. Don't panic. Read the regulation. See how it applies to you. Uh, call folks at other companies. Uh, you can call the Namico staff. We're more than happy to have Brian, and we have a compliance person, Lisa Sladek, who have been through all of this now and are happy to talk with you and get you started on this. Be careful before you hire the consultants. There's going to be uh, more than a cottage industry. There's going to be a resort industry of folks who will come in and take care of your company for you. Watch out. Beware. Uh, talk with folks. It may be, particularly for the small farm mutuals, that things can be banded together, templates can be produced or obtained that will get you through most of this process. Uh, many of these smaller mutuals uh, obtain their computer systems, their company applications, etc., from one vendor. And uh, that vendor will have, I'm certain, some of the templates and the, uh, the work done that they'll need to do so that every company isn't inventing the wheel for itself. And that will be the big thing. Don't rush. See what's already been done in the industry. See what your peers have already done. And as best as possible with the whole antitrust thing, of course, work with your peers so that you're not all reinventing the wheel. Excellent. Um, in terms of the next few months and what you anticipate as you kind of complete the work in this transitional period, what do you what do you see out there? Um, some embarrassment when we get done with this penetration testing. I, I'm absolutely convinced that no matter how well prepared we think we might be for this, we're going to be embarrassed by the penetration testing. And that's a big reason to do it. So we'll work on the penetration testing, and then we'll see where we need to go from there. That's the big thing is we've been tested. Here's where we need to go now. Well, Tim, thanks for the time today. Uh, I guess it's best to be embarrassed by the white hat hacker who uh, you've hired uh, than to be embarrassed by some other uh, circumstance. Uh, a, and B, you mentioned the words don't panic twice. So apparently Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy can be instructive here as we talk about fighting off cyberspace penetrations and dealing with cybersecurity. Don't panic, of course, are the words on the cover of that famous book. So That, Chuck, I'm going to take your word on, knowing that my sons will be mortified that I don't know that off the top of my head. Just tell them you do, Tim. Well, there we go. So with that, thank you very much. Thank you, Chuck. When it comes to compliance, having incorrect or outdated information is worse than having no information at all. We asked NAMIC's Director of Compliance, Jeff Baker, how to determine whether the informational tools your company relies on are effective. Well, I, I look at 
compliance really in terms of tools, it has to be it's, – it's about content. It's about delivery. So do you have the right content? Do you have updated content? Uh, do you have accurate content? Uh, how are you receiving that content? So that's a delivery. Are you getting it by email? Do you have multiple sources that you're getting it from? Um, is it easy to understand? Is it translatable? Because not all compliance people are attorneys or paralegals. Um, and then is it customizable? And that's especially for the smaller regional companies. You may be in five, eight, ten states. Um, you don't want to get information from all fifty states and have to weed through. Mm-hmm. I like to. I look at it as the C or the uh, needle in the haystack. You don't want to try to look for that needle in the haystack. You just want to get a bunch of needles. <laughs> so you're not having to. That's the customizable customizable part of that. To learn more about Namic's compliance notification tool, head to namic.org. Members can sign up for free to use Laris and customize which updates you receive. Well, that's it for us today. We'd love to have your feedback, so let us know what you think of Insurance Uncovered. If there's something you want to learn more about, or if you have an idea for an interview, go ahead and shoot us an email at uncovered at I'm Kathy Imus. Thanks for listening. <laughs>